episode number 50 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, we've got the only thing we're going to speak about in today's episode is tractors. Yes. Right. Now, that's the highlight of my, my season, my running <laughs> season, is tractors. Not, not a bronze at the British 100k champs. Tractors. tractors. Just tractors. No, we should, so... Yeah, welcome listeners. Some of you who do not follow Kyle and I on social media will have no idea what nonsense we're talking about here. So, uh, we'll, I guess we can save that treat for when we talk about our training. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Tom. It, it was, but, so yeah, we, we haven't got an interview lined up this for this episode, folks, but what we do have is we've got a jam-packed episode full of our own training. Uh, we've got a few runners, rants, um, and race uh, results. Yeah, I think I also results. mentioned that. What's the results? Yeah, a bit of a, a bit, of, bit of racing, new, bit of running news as well this week, which is always good to talk about and and give our thoughts on. And what I like is these are news things that we've pulled out of news worlds last night and today. So I've really not had much time to really formulate an opinion. So a lot of this, and you'll be the same, is going to be relatively off the cuff <laughs> opinions, which can only be a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. You you, you get it, you get it raw at TRS. You do. Um, now we got some some fairly constructive feedback in terms of uh, of, of of how we we approach the results. Some some good, some not so good. Yes, um, that's true. The TRS had its first negative reviews. Well, I say that. I bet I can only imagine there must be negative. I can only imagine our ears are burning occasionally when people do trash talk TRS. I couldn't give a monkey's though, but I guess there's a. Yeah, we've had a bit of constructive criticism. We'll try and take it on board. I, I yeah, I think we do. So I, I've been uh, hard at it, trying to get the results in a fairly chronological order, and then Tom's been casting his eye over the, the results. So hopefully, folks, you're gonna get a, a slick, smooth, a slick oiled machine when it comes to the results reading tonight. Uh, and hopefully, we won't need to draft in any results correspondence. No, hopefully, you and I are, are, are sufficient for the listeners. <laughs> exactly. Well, Tom, I think we should just jump straight into it, will we? So, yes. How was your training last week? How did you? How did it go with you? Firing on all cylinders, or? I had a great week. So last week I was telling you that I'd had my biggest week since November, and I'd clocked seventy-two miles in a reasonable amount of vert. I did exactly the same last week. So it's two weeks on the bounce, seventy-two point oh. one miles without exactly. uh, without any planning or it just came together like that. So. A really good week. I did a I did a session on Tuesday, and then I guess the main body of the week I had quite a busy week at work, so I was doing a lot of did a couple of work commute uh, run commutes, which is always a good way to get the mileage up when you're busy or your wife's got the car in my case. So that was good. And you know, on Tuesday I did a set. I did my first session of the week. I did it before work because I had no time in the evening. So I did a hill session straight out of bed, and it was oh. super. Super grim, but I was against the clock. I knew that I had to be back. I had to be showered, and I was going to give Fiona a lift out to where she was working, and she was going to take the car. So I had to be showered and good to go at 8 o'clock. And I knew my session was going to take me about an hour and a half. Anyway, I was up I was, I was was up too late. Not too late, but I was up 10, 15 minutes later than I planned to be. And I went out, and you know you think, I'm thinking, oh, first thing I'm thinking, right, the bulk of the session needs to stay the same. And it was not heavy. It was 10 by... 90 second hills but I thought I need did to keep the bu- I did it just near where we live up Rubislaw Den do you know where that okay. is? Just yeah, yeah. it's a solid hill it's, 
not super steep, but it's it's a hill nonetheless. Anyway, so I, I got got going, and you know when you start, you think I'm gonna have to cut this warm up short already. And my plan was two mile warm up, ten by ninety seconds, two mile cool, cool down. I was doing the maths in my head as I really struggled to a nine minute mile in the warm up straight out of bed, and I thought, God, this is gonna be, this is gonna this is gonna run on too long. So cut the warm up short, straight into the hill reps, and the first one. It was one of those sessions you think, this is super grim, I'm barely moving here. And it was just, uh, my legs were so stiff, couldn't get going. I'd only, you know, realising they've only been they've only been awake about 20, 30 minutes. Um, anyway, through the session it got good. And I I, caught, I was so short in time, I thought, I was on rep 8. I thought, I'm going to have to call it here. I'm done, time-wise, I need to get home, I need to get showered. No cooldown, half mile cooldown, uh-huh. but which is not so good. But what was good is I got in and I realised I'd actually done all ten. I was okay. having a coffee at work. I was looking at my Strava and counting the uh-huh. the spikes and thinking, wait a minute, I did do ten. I lost count. Amazing. So that oh, was a bit better a, than that. Eh? Oh, that's did nothing you, better. What, <laughs> worse when you do. Oh, you go. What I will say is there's nothing worse when you know that you you've got this. You're running late or you're you're really pushed for time. And you, you try and work it out, right, I can get 45 minutes worth of a session here. I I could do my 10 by 3 minutes with 2 minutes recovery. And and I'll, I'll be absolutely fine. I'll, I'll get in. And then you, you get to rep 8 and you're like, shit. I've got no time. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to yeah. make it. Bail, bail. But what do you do? I'm sure lots of listeners have been in that situation. Do you just try and get, you know, try and squeeze in an extra I don't know, instead of doing three minutes you do two minutes so you can get that extra rep in so that you can account for ten reps even though you've cut yeah. two of your last shit rep rep short. I don't know. <laughs> but the thing is my problem was so I knew the bottom of the hill, so the end of when I finished the rep and jogged the recovery, is literally three hundred meters from our flat front door. So I knew that I was going to have to... It wasn't like I could squeeze the next one in. I knew Fiona had to leave at a certain time. So I thought, I can't I can't let her be late. If it was if it was just me, I would probably have squeezed it. But I thought, I can't let her down. So, no, that's it. I, so I, had to, I had to cut it. And I was on the what I thought was the 8th rep, but was the 10th rep. <laughs> I went absolutely... I thought to myself, Do you know what? I'm going to at least make this one a hard one. So I went flat out. Anyway, great surprise. It wouldn't. The worst is... The other side is terrible when you think you've done 10. And you get home and you discover you only did 8. <laughs> I I just pretend that I, I just pretend that I've I've done all ten, and I don't upload my Strava for that reason. Or you just or yeah, just call it eight by ten. Yeah, but it's bad. you put the accountability on yourself if you've you scheduled in a a ten rep of you know one k or something, and and you count them up, and then you're like ah, I've 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 pushed I've pushed it on a wee bit too hard, and I can only manage eight and. There's no way yeah. those two or or you're running out of time, but you, you you're only you're only cheating yourself, Tom. Uh, indeed, and but you know I think it was a good. I was pleased I did it though because it was one of those days. I knew I was working till five or six. I had a uh, a, a work thing in the evening starting half five six ish, so I knew I had no time between them. So what I did was I, I thought I'm going to have to just get up and do this before, early doors. So I got up did it, which I was chuffed about. And then I was working up. Uh, Altons, which is about four miles from where we we are. So I then thought to myself, do you know, what? I can get a cheeky Dublin here because I can get Fiona's gonna. I'm gonna take the car. Fiona's gonna drop me off at work. I can then run home. So I get the double, and I literally ran home in mm. the shower, out the shower, and then the doorbell went with the uh, lift I was getting to this work event. So it was like pretty much that day was sleep, run, 
work, run, work, sleep. And right. I, I was pleased though. I still got you know I got I got the runs in that I wanted. And I think it's it's important to remember that sometimes if you've you've got a hectic schedule, you can find space for it. Oh yeah. Okay. So it was good. The rest One of the week. One thing you didn't say though. You didn't say yet. What did you eat? Did you eat? I did eat, yeah, but I ate on the fly. So, I, uh, so I what do you have when you're having a big day? What 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 sort of food are you eating? One well, porridge every single day of the week. Okay. Porridge. What do you with... have porridge? Do you have uh, porridge? Is it golden Chai... uh, ready break or is it? Actual... <laughs> oh, I love yeah, ready break. You're Game of Thrones man in the front of the. <laughs> no, I'm a. I, package. I'm a oh so simple sachets through the weeks. So I find them oh, easy. Yeah. Just bung them in, measure it out, buy easy money. Bob's yeah. your uncle. And then on the weekend, I uh, I use I, I use a, a, G- I have a more, and I'm also a treat myself. Put some chocolate chips in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is it in there during the week? Is it is it nuts or is we, it blueberries? Or do you just good week, old bland porridge with nothing? During on? the week, it's uh, chai seeds and flaxseed. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, not so, just salt. No, no, I don't. Oh, salt. That's an interesting one. Porridge with salt. That's what I used to have. Really? So what, did, what are you? <laughs> what you used to have? So what do you have now? Uh, I usually well, Debbie makes some fine granola, um, so oh, I usually have very, very healthy granola. I must say, not none of this uh, this this uh, processed granola. So granola, nuts, seeds, flax seeds, uh, chia seeds in it. You oh, name lovely. it. It's, it's stuck in there, and then with some milk, and, and that'll keep me going for a bit. But if not, I'll usually have muesli. So uh, it's something oh, interesting. You know, something slow release is is what what it's all about, you know. I'm a big believer in getting used to breakfast that you can handle and put together anywhere that you're away for a race. I think we talked about this when Chris Richardson yep. was on the podcast. That yeah, for portable me, portable kettle as well. Portable kettle. So yeah, so we're yeah. porridge pots, portable kettle, and yeah. I can have, and I will then be ready for any race. But maybe have a. What I do like is the super size ones. That you know that little bit more bang for your buck if it's say a marathon you want to get <laughs> get that in. And uh, you know, checking them for flight, and you've got you've got a little box full of chai seeds and recovery powder and all that, <laughs> looking like some drug Get meal. Sn- sniffer dog out. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, well, I, I what I will what I say what I will say is I usually have um, porridge for for races, but not okay. not really not really for training, just for for races. I find um, I just find it's a safe bet. I've always done really mm. well in porridge. Well, most of the time that is. Um, with some banana and peanut butter, and and I'm on a winner, you know. So, so what do you do? Say you're away, you're staying in a, you're staying in a budget hotel, you're away on hold, you're away for a race. What do you do for breakfast? Are you the type of guy who go down to the the restaurant and get stuck in there? Will you buy something? I usually get stuck in. If it's a all you can eat buffet, oh god, yeah, I'll be I'll be there. But Especially the problem is, they're often not open though. That's true, yeah. Well, I mean, if you ask them nicely, you know, you you might be able to use their kettle or their uh, their hot water or, or something. Um, yeah. But I usually, a bit like you, Tom, I usually take the sachets of porridge and yeah, uh, a, a tub of peanut butter. If if I'm limited in terms of the luggage, then I'll usually buy a, a you know a jar of peanut butter when I'm over there. You know. Yeah. Um, so that that keeps me going, I think, and uh, yeah, coupled with some some coffee at the right time and. Indeed. Uh, a good bit of hydration as well. Usually have like a electrolyte drink just before I start a race, and uh, okay. during depending on how long it is, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of it for my brekkie. Mm, very good. So anyway, that well, that's a, a convoluted way of saying I had an, an early session on on Tuesday, 
the rest of the week was pretty straightforward. I had actually then did a a nice wee park run on Saturday morning. Went down the beach, and that, uh, there was I guess two reasons for that: a get a, a bit of a benchmark, see where I'm at, and b treat it as a session. So I did the park run flat out, and then I did three by a mile afterwards. And the park run, it was pretty good conditions, despite the brutal wind that uh, some people were talking about. It was, it was actually quite good conditions. So I had a pretty good run. I was 16.45. And yeah, relatively pleased with that. And I was telling you this yesterday. It was the first time in over a year that I've been in racing flats, like true racing flats. Because yeah. I've been the last, like before I was injured, I was doing halves and marathons and zoom fly and vapor fly and all that. And I was getting to the stage, I was... I did Baker Hughes, I said on here that my old Vaporflies, I wore them again. And I was getting to the stage where I was thinking, do you know what? That's the fast shoe for me. If Kipchoge can run 440s in it, it's good enough for me to run, you know, 520 or whatever I'm shooting for. Yeah. And actually, I thought to myself on Saturday, I thought, I've got a pair of flats, so I'll just put on the streaks. And I'm so glad I did. It was a good reminder that you, when you're in a pair of flats, you can feel the ground and you're really so responsive, especially when you want to go, when you want to push in that last quarter of a mile half mile you can really turn up the pace yeah do, do you find that you can't do that with your four percenters in uh the four percenters to be honest like i've never really run a race in the four percenters but i needed to go like i've not you know frankfurt i don't get wrong i went to the i went all out but it wasn't like sprint sprint you know 5k you're that last bit of a 5k you're going you're just redlining in a pure yeah. sort of yeah. speed way I know, yeah, I, I do find that because it's too. You don't need cushioning when you're going fast, really, no. because you're up on your toes. Yes, um, and and yeah, it's a bit like a spike, you know, when you wear a running spike. Yes, it's, yeah, it's a bit like that. If, it's responsive, if, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. You just feel naked. And these, so I wear the running just... naked. Just the, <laughs> you, you, you're, it's just minimal yeah. running, isn't it? Like if you were to take your your shoot those fats off, you wouldn't really know much different, really. Well, I wear a Nike Streak LT, it's called, and it's got a little bit of cushioning through it. I actually ran the Chicago Marathon in a pair of streaks. My feet were totally beaten up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely beaten up. I'm never running a marathon in flats again. Uh-huh. Well, I think the Streak, to be fair, is a is a marathon shoot. It's got a, it has got some cushioning through it. But I, I really, it was good to get back into them, and I'm I'm now convinced for future five Ks through the summer I'll be I'll be donning them. But these ones I've got are pretty much a track spike without the spike plate on them. You know, they're pretty minimalist. Yeah. So that was good. So anyway, the the the, the part went well. Sixteen forty-five. There was a, a local lad, Max Abernethy. He went off the front, and ugh, I wonder in hindsight whether I should have tried to go with him. But anyway, whatever. Reasonably pleased with the run. But I was during the five k, right? I knew I had the session afterwards, and I was thinking to myself in the sort of last third of the race, the the run, I should say, I was yeah. thinking, there's no way I'm doing a session here. I'm absolutely <laughs> goose. There's no way I'm doing a session after this. And I hung, I hung around for five minutes afterwards, chatting to a few of the boys coming in. And I thought, oh, do you know what? Don't be, an, don't be a fanny. Go and do the session. So I went and I did the first one. And I, it, the aim was half marathon pace. So I thought 5.30, 5.35. And I was sitting at 5.50 to 6. I'm thinking, this is a waste of my time. I'm not doing more than one. I'll do one and I'll call it. Did the first. Usual story. Uh, I'll do another one. And it got a little bit faster with a tailwind, obviously, in the last oh. one, I thought. And I eventually managed to man up and do the third one. But it was grim. Three by, three by mile after a 5k flat out is one of the most grim sessions I've oh, done. Oh, God. You did it, though. Tom. Yeah, I did it. Exactly. Did it. So it's good. I mean, uh, anyway, that was really good. Actually, I think all in, despite being feeling pretty grim, it was all in. It was a really good morning, really good session. And then rounded out the week with a, a cheeky 
a hill run with you and Hamish Battle oh, and a yeah, bunch of tractors. I, I tell you what, what I did, that was, I must say, it was one of my most epic runs I've ever had, Tom. <laughs> it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was. I, I say I've ever had. I mean, I've had many of many a run. I mean, I was actually just looking at your Strava, right? And you know when it. I don't know how many runs that you record on your Strava, but All it, it's like three thousand runs, and it, it, God knows how many thousands of runs I've did before Strava even existed. But it's weird to think how many runs you've actually ran when you when you talk in the thousands. Do you not think? Yeah, that is true. Actually, it's like if you average each run, you're doing. I don't know, like say four or five miles. That times that by let's say I've ran eight thousand miles in my life. No, no sorry. Eight to nine thousand runs. I probably even ten thousand runs. You times that by five. That's like I don't know, five miles. That's fifty thousand. I don't know how many miles that would be, but it's a lot of miles. I'd love it to know how many miles I've I've ran in my life. Well, do you know what was interesting last week speaking to Morag and and again shout out to Morag because she was such a great guest with such good feedback from listeners who really enjoyed hearing about her. Such a, a breath of fresh air. She was talking about how she didn't think her legs were as old as she is. And although I laughed, because I think that's an absolutely excellent quote, I, th- I totally see where she's coming from. Yeah. And you're, yeah. you've got old legs. I've got really old legs. You're old, got... Your legs are older than you. I know. <laughs> as, you, as, you knew, as you could tell on uh, uh, that run we did. So, right, let's get straight into it, Tommy, because I know you're itching to tell us about your uh, the, the run on Sunday. So... Well, Marcel, you, well you go Hamish, for it. You, no, you, you tell the tale. Well, Tom, Hamish, Battle, that is, and myself, we uh, we met at 9am, just, just past the 9am dot, and uh, went for a little run up Kearney Mount, past Kearney Mount, towards Mount Batic. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Clackner <laughs> Ben. <laughs> doesn't even know where he is. <laughs> um, Clackner Ben, past Clackner Ben Summit, towards Mount Batic. And then we take an about turn, we go back towards Clackner Bend, we take a right, down into Glendai. So it was, I was, it was, what do you call it, savage conditions, Tom, oh, it wasn't was, it? It was savage, all right. Savage it was. Um, so, so, yeah, it was really nice, it wasn't cold, was it? It was just no, wet. No, not at all. Wet and windy. So then we went to, yeah, we headed down towards Glendai and t- Hamish already had to go back by this point after five miles. You, you couldn't handle the pace. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, he said he had to get back to work, but I could see he looked like he was breathing out his arse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had my poles, didn't I, Tom? You did finally. Uh, so just on that note, I didn't actually get the chance to ask you. What, what did I look like? Did I look? I thought you looked look quite smooth. Did well, I look... you looked. Once you finally got them on your bag, that was the biggest. The biggest <laughs> challenge it seemed to be was packing them at the start of the run. But once you got going, I thought you looked quite smooth. I have to admit, you were pulling away from me, and I was having my own. Uh, I was in my own battle of uh, of lungs and legs to to really focus on you, you climbing too well. But you looked, I thought you looked pretty smooth on them. Did you? Ah, yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you think that. I I I did fight. Yeah, it was a it was a pain in the ass getting them to because they're extendable, not extendable. They 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 split into three different uh, parts, so you've got to like extend them, and it's a pain in the ass to get them extended and and locked into place. Mm. Uh, so I'm gonna have to start practicing getting them out and getting them back into my into my bag. But apparently Hamish said you can get a little Robin Hood type um, bag for them. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to find out how many hundreds Hawkeye. that's gonna cost me. Okay. <laughs> um, so ah uh, yeah, it was quite good to to get get the poles in, in use again, Tom. And I'm 
I'm glad that he, I was pulling away from you, but I did have... I, the thing is, what I found was interesting with polls was um, running while you're pushing up. It's weird. Like you, oh, really? You, you, you can't, well, you expect when you're running to be not using poles, but you don't use the poles when you're walking up steep sections. But I think in an ultra race, when you're, you know, you're 50 miles in and you've you've done about four or five meters of climb, then I oh, think you know your quads are, are gone by then. So it's um, I think that's where they come into play pretty pretty well. Taking so. the taking the weight off them, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But anyway, it was a misty day, folks, and uh, we 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 just we started descending into Glendai. And as we were coming, as we were coming back down into the the, the, the valley, uh, just along the river, there was these tractors. Bear in mind, folks, this was a trail. It wasn't a road. There was nobody about. We didn't see one person. <laughs> miles we, from miles from anywhere. Miles of civilization, and uh, and all of a sudden, this tractor came along, and Tommy got a, a, a little bit excited. I'm sure. A little bit of pee came out of him when he saw this tractor come along. It's a pretty cool then, tractor. It was, it was old school. Super they all, vintage. They were all old school, weren't they? Well, uh, what I love, the first one came out and think, oh, banter. There's an old there's an old tractor. <laughs> and because it was misty, you can only see about 50 metres in front of you. So you can only see the first one. Then, oh, there's another one. And another one. <laughs> yeah. And another one. <laughs> and what, well, the, the other thing is, the trail... It was only wide enough for a tractor. Yeah, so, barely. So, so Tommy's running straight into these tractors with his phone, videoing the whole thing. <laughs> and the farmers, or whoever they are, driving these things, are like going into the bushes. <laughs> Tom trying to video them. Some of them weren't happy about us videoing them. Right. Some, were, were, some were pretty pissed off when they could buy. I think they thought, well, how dare you interrupt our tractor parade? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but we got a, we got a few beeps, didn't we, Tom? Some, yeah. Well, some of them loved it. They were oh, loving it. They were loving it. Like, so, how many tractors did we see? So, I think there was thirty-four. Thirty-four tractors in yeah. the middle of nowhere, in a misty night, a misty morning. It was just this most surreal thing ever. And we did. They're all vintage. Like they're all. They're only a few of them had cabs. Like oh, a lot yeah. of them were just old school open tractors. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, oh, it was just—it was just brilliant, you know. It made—it it made the last few miles of the run go really well, you know, re- really I, well. But it? that's the thing—we were running—we were running through them for about a mile. Yeah. It wasn't like because at first we stopped, like the first one passed, and we thought we'll just run through them and, as you say, dodge around the bushes and stuff. But we ran for a mile, dodging tractors coming at us. <laughs> yeah. It was bonkers. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, no. it's—I like, mean. I I still don't know where what they were doing. Someone commented on my Strava saying they were on a pilgrimage. Apparently, a pilgrimage? I don't know to where. Well, we asked that. I think I asked him, "Is this a race or something?" And then I was like, "Well, that's a stupid question, Kyle, because how the hell are they going to overtake?" Yeah. yeah. So it was definitely not a, a race. But so why? What kind of pilgrimage was it? Just uh... I've no idea. I actually I've I've I googled tractor Glendai June and I saw <laughs> saw nothing. So if any listeners. Or happen to be tractor enthusiasts and know, please let us know. Because I, otherwise, I'll, what we should do is go back next year, next <laughs> yeah. June, to see if they're out again. <laughs> is that there's those crazy guys that want to get run over by tractors again? Oh, but this oh. is this is yet another thing. I've been obviously as a, a newbie, well, relative newbie on the off, on the hills and trails. Another reason to get off road. The things that can happen off road. 
I mean, you wouldn't have gotten that on the D-side way. Exactly, yeah, you wouldn't get that on the prom, Tom, would you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, talking about... Um, but it was a good know, run. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was great. So, talking about, like, you know, going into the, the hills and things and, you know, the newfound love of hills, Tom. So, mm-hmm. I, this is a it's probably a, a, a very a fairly relevant uh, question I'm going to ask for listeners, because I'm sure a lot of listeners have perhaps not dabbled hugely in hills or... Maybe they're hill runners and they, 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 they want to become road runners and, and vice versa. Maybe they're marathon runners who want to become ultra runners or 10K runners who want to go out into the marathon or marathon runners who want to go cross country, whatever, you name it. There's so many different disciplines of running. Now, one of the things I want to talk about for you is the transition from road running to hill running. Tell us a bit about that and what what's the main sort of things that you've what are the things that you felt you've ha- you have to work on, and what are the things that what are the strengths that you think you're bringing from the road running background into the hills, and um, are you you know do do you, what do you prefer? Do you like road running still, or do you like hills? What tell us a little bit about it. Interesting. I think one thing I've definitely learned or I'm learning is pacing my effort. So when I'm running. If I go out on a long run, say if I was to run up on the prom and run town and a long run, a couple of hours, 18 miles, I'd be thinking to myself, I'd want to be running this about seven minute miling, maybe pushing on second half. But that would be, if I was running a 7.30, I would think, I need to pick this up. If I was running a 6.10, I'd be thinking, mm, if it's early in the first, if it's in the first half, I might think, right, this is, I need to rein this in a bit. But on the on run on the trails, what strikes me is, and that's three, well, two Three weeks in the bounce I've gotten out in the hills, but two weeks I've run with company. So once with Robbie and Chris, and then with yourself and Hamish. And a there's a lot. There's a it's a very sociable thing. A lot of chatting and pace. It's all. It's very much effort. And particularly yesterday, which was an easy run. But even an easy run, I was still absolutely puggled going up Clacken Event. You know, and there's no. If I go on an easy run on the through town, there's no point at which I'm absolutely breathing out my backside. Whereas, so that's and that understanding that. You know, there's there's times when, you know, you just you're just, it's an effort. It's much more effort based. And as, as I said to you yesterday, I didn't look at my splits once. Not not because you don't need to. Yeah. So that that was cool, and that's something I'm learning. And the watches, to be honest, all the watches there for is to tell me afterwards what I've done. It's that's of right. No use yeah, to yeah. Me during, it's of no use to me during the run, mm-hmm. and that will be useful for me more, uh, racing and and things. The other thing that's interesting, is the. Is this is more the distraction side of it? I mean, I said that again. Okay, it helped having company, but that was the fastest two and a half hour run I've ever done. Yeah, I was you know, it say, passed I mean, like in about. It felt yeah. like we were out for about an hour. Yeah, and it, it is. It's a lot to do with just the chat and you know Tom shit chat. It was uh, better than I thought <laughs> yeah. it was, so it went quite quickly. Um, one thing I noticed though, I mean, I, I I've never really. I, I think I've I've run, I've done trail runs of you and stuff, but not really anything. Uh, pretty benign. As, yeah. Stuff. No, nothing as significant as that. But the the, the and the time you did press and die, that was your kind of first hill, not run, but one of your race. First, first race, race in a few years. Yeah. Last time I did a hill race, I was just there for completion. Exactly. There was no interest in pushing on. Yeah. Now one of the things I which really surprised not surprised me but you said that you had a shite descent the press and die now i ran with you down that bloody cairn amount or not cairn amount glen die whatever the hell it is yeah and you were you were tanking my ass tom 
I, I, that was, I think that was, that's a, that, we talked about this last week, that's a result of the confidence and the bravery. Because now I'm much more, a lot of things like, you, you know, I've been taking on advice from a lot of people and shorting my stride, not, not holding back and just thinking about, you know, getting into a rhythm, turn my legs quickly, not breaking. And now that the fear's gone, okay, I'm sure, I'm sure a tumble will happen and that will set, that will come back. But I'm really, particularly on that trail, which was very runnable. I well, felt able it, to really turn my legs. Well, when we got to the top of Mount Patek, that was quite that was, it, that, that was, that was an ace. Technical. That was an ace descent, wasn't it? Yeah, that is what. See, Tom's in front of me, like what a couple of meters in front of me, and I'm looking at him going. Now, Tom said he was at shite at going downhill, and I'm, watch, <laughs> I'm watching him. I'm like, he's gonna like. We must have been going. I don't know, five ten per mile maybe or something. Yeah, something I, like I, that. I, I wasn't checking pace, but that's the sort of speed we're going. So it was a good runnable descent. Yeah. But there was also some rocks in the way. There was some heather, and yeah. it was quite soft. And if, and I was watching you going, Tommy's going to take a tumble in a minute. <laughs> and I was, I was like, full throttle there. And I didn't want you. Obviously, I just didn't want you to. But I was like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, God. And I was like, how much battery have I got on my phone? Have I got signal? Because I'm going to have to. But you absolutely tanked that. And I was like, this is a guy who told me he can't run down hills for shit. And look at him go down the hill. He's bat. He's you're owning my, you're owning me, going down. Well, I think also the thing because I was in front of you, I was like, and it's a single track trail. <laughs> I'm thinking I can't hold Kyle up here. I need to push on. Exactly. Well, there is an element of that, but I, I was, I was awfully impressed by your, your descending skills. Um, so I think from press and die, what I will say is you've definitely improved hugely since then, and, and you can even see the confidence you've got going downhill. And I see a lot of people running. You know, some of the road runners. Uh, they they come for a hill running with me. And you, you you can see the difference clear as day. Um, you know that they they're really not accustomed to being sure-footed. Uh, and you certainly will. So so yeah. So so, so for for you to do that, the the, the take-home messages for for perhaps road runners who do want to get into hills is sure-footedness, confidence, mm-hmm. short strides. Is there anything else that you'd recommend? I'll say ca- cadence. Cadence, yeah. So I suppose short short strides yeah, that takes in, uh, care of that, yeah. in in a faster cadence is is gonna go go hand in hand, and I suppose some good shoes as well. You know, yeah, good good, good sort of studded shoes. Or I say shoes as in there's plenty of hill running shoes, you fell running, trail running shoes you can get, um, all with different types of um, of soles, perhaps a little bit more aggressive, and ones perhaps less not so. Um, so yeah, so that's a couple of things that you've you've learned to to do in the last couple of weeks, Tommy. Yeah. But one thing I'm learning, and I still need to learn this. I noticed I've noticed this a couple of weeks ago when I was running with Robbie, and I noticed this yesterday with you. You can tell a hill runner because they can pick a line. Now there's a couple of times in the mountain back descent, I kind of didn't pick a very good line, and then oh, the kind one of... where you turned and you went into the bushes. <laughs> where, where are you going? <laughs> honestly, I was like, I ended up. I took. I went so wide of the trail. And I was sort of jumping through the heather, and I'm thinking that's, and that was because I hadn't really picked a good enough line there, and I ended up sort of you're going so fast that you can't really correct. Well, I can't correct on the fly suddenly, so that's something else I'm trying to look at, look two strides ahead. Um, but yeah, and actually, you're absolutely right. The, the sure footness, the confidence, all comes from getting out in the hills more. And I've had, you know, uh, if you include press and die, in the last three weeks, I've probably been running in the hills ooh, six or eight times, something like that. So it's you know, including, you know, Clackna Bend, Mount Batic, 
Hella Fair a couple of times, even yeah. Bremond and you know, of course Loch Nagar, it's 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 been good. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, hello. Um so yeah, so well what so we did uh, that was an eighteen mile run we did, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. Eighteen miles and elevation wise for you? Uh thirty four hundred feet. That's alright. Yeah, so decent. What about the so, whole week? The whole you... week. Ooh, good question. I think I was like five six, something like that. Yeah, five and a half thousand feet. Oh, okay. So oh, we're getting there. We're getting, getting there. there. Yeah, So we've got Ben Rennes in uh, about ooh, four weeks, five weeks time, is it? Yes, and we're talking about wrecking it. We are, yes. Yeah. So this weekend might be a cheeky little, yeah. uh, a cheeky little jaunt to be Ben, ben Rennes. So that is, yeah. So it's all coming together well, and it's. Uh, I'm, do you know what I said this to you yesterday? I actually, saying to myself. Right, Ben Rennes is a, a pseudo mini target race. It's forced me to get into hills. If I just said, oh, I quite fancy doing a bit of hill racing in the summer, generically, I don't know if I would have really made myself get out there as much. And it would have been easy on Sunday just to go, oh, you know, I'm just going to do a long run around Hazelhead Count as well as like I always do. But it's having that now, I'm thinking, I'm planning my Sundays, I'm planning the long run. Okay, I've got a bit of time, I've had time in my hands this weekend, which was good, Fiona's away, so in terms of running, it's good. So, yeah, that's a. Uh, that's it's kind of been good for that. I'm you said how am I feeling about road? I'll be honest though. Sometimes when I'm going up a climb and I'm breathing on my arse, my calves are burning. I'm thinking to myself, why am I not just running on the pro, on the flat here? <laughs> Seriously, I could be doing I could be doing 18 with six miles at marathon pace. That would be fine. You'd be finished in an hour and a half, or maybe exactly. an hour, and a half, just under two hours. It'd be that's it. You're done. Whereas when not, you're doing 18 mile on the on the hills, you're out for longer, aren't you? Indeed, but anyway, that's enough about me. How was your how how was your week? We know how it finished. Having talked about that run, how was the rest of it? And how was your back? My back's absolutely fine, Tom. I'm, I'm back in the game as as we all as I always say to you. Um, so yeah, yeah, good good week for me. I haven't I, I used Debbie's watch to upload some of my sessions. I can't get them on Strava, so I've only got half my sessions on there. But I've I've got about eighty miles for the week, Tommy. And uh, uh, how many feet? Not sure how much feet I had, but I went for a couple of decent hill runs. Uh, on Tuesday, I actually did a session on the treadmill. Um, I, I did, oh, I can't mind what I did. It was something like one, it, I can't remember. It was level, incline of 15. It was like 10 minutes on and then 10 minutes at uh, 1% faster at the same kind of effort level, if that makes sense. So that was on the Tuesday. Uh, and then I did a session. Well, I did a big long run at the Oakles. I picked up a new car, Tom, on Friday. A, a cheeky little Mazda, a family yeah, very car. Very nice. Um, so uh, one of the things that I wanted was leather seats. Now I'm sure many people will, will know. Being a runner, there's nothing worse than you know. I've never had leather seats before, so it was actually it's quite nice just to have a sweaty ass and just you know wipe the <laughs> seat down afterwards. So. Uh, so that's been quite good. It's a bigger boot, so uh, room for the running buggy in there. And uh, yeah, so I so I picked that car up from Glasgow on the Friday, got a bus on the Friday morning. Uh, now I'm gonna just before I tell you about my week, Tom. Have you ever heard of this? So I was I was queuing for the bus for the city. I'm sure many Scottish listeners will be aware of the City Link Gold. I think it's called. You yes. know, the gold, the gold coloured bus, and you get like free tea and coffee and scones oh, and yeah. things like that. And you get, again, you probably get leather seats too. 
So I'm like getting awful excited for my little trip to Glasgow, and uh, so I'm I'm waiting there, I'm waiting in the queue, and I'm the last like it was raining, so I thought well I'm not going to rush to get on because my my seat's already been reserved. Um, well, my, my, I'm I'm reserved for that time, the quarter past nine bus. I get to the I get to the ticket conductor, and he said to me, "There's no there's no spaces left in the bus," and I'm like, "Are you joking? Like there's only me left," and I was like. Well, no, the, we've the they've they've given us a the, the bus is too small for it should it should be a fifty six seater, not a a fifty four seater. Oh dear. <laughs> so our fifty five, I don't know what it was, but so, so you I booked was, onto that bus. I booked onto the bus and they they refused me onto the bus and there was a host, there was a host for the bus and I was like, well, can you not move the host? I need to get, I've got a flight to catch. I'm going to Spain this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the guy, uh, the guy, he got on the phone to his manager, and I'd, I've never heard of this before. And uh, he he was pushing me to get a taxi to Glasgow. Manager... <laughs> From so where? A, From Aberdeen. A, yeah, I had a flight to catch to go to Tenerife. You see? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, this boy's got a flight to catch. What time's his flight? And I was like, oh god. And, He's gonna catch out in a minute. <laughs> what's your what's your flight number? Yeah, well, I was actually looking to see what flights there was from Spain, uh, from Glasgow, and I was like, there isn't any. And then I was like, oh, hold on, Tenerife, uh, Spain, isn't it? So yeah, well, no, it's not. Oh, is it right? is it not? I thought it was. It's not. It's, not, it's not a place in its own right. All oh, right, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so the boy, the, the manager wasn't having any of it. I thought, for Christ's sake. Oh well, so I ended up having to get on the other bus, <laughs> and there wasn't a City Link Gold bus. It was just a, you know, your every man bus, you know, <laughs> the yellow bus, not the gold bus. Hi. No scones, nothing, you know, sitting next to this massive guy. The and... the Minkers bus. <laughs> so uh, I got a full refund though. Uh, so I got a free a free bus to to Glasgow. Picked up my car, then headed to Stirling. Went to Tilly Coutry, and I ran a. I ran, what, 10 miles up and down the Ockles there. Um, I see that. I've got it up in front of me. It looks quite a big run. Well, quite a high run, anyway. Yes, yes and no, but I tell you what, um, I mean, the Ockles are grassy as hell, aren't they? I mean, they're grassy hills, and when it's wet and windy, it's not a place for flats. <laughs> Is that what you had on? Oh, I was sliding all over the place. Like, it was it was okay going up, but on the way down, it was just awful. Like, I was just not having a good time, and I was like, why did they not bring chill shoes? Um but to be honest, I didn't, really, you know, I didn't expect to get a big hill running on the Friday night. Um, but I got some good climb, good vert, as we say, uh, nice. on the Friday night. And then on the Saturday, went out for a cheeky little run around Pit Ficky Forest, Tom. And nice. uh, I was doing, what was I doing? I was, I did, ooh, can't remember what I did. Four times, was it four times three miles? Five times? Four, four or five times three miles, um with a sort of half mile float. Just a good hard effort around the, the hills there. Um so it's a good bit of climb there. Um and that kinda set me up and gave me a good bit of confidence for Mozart hundred K and next week. Next week, blimey. Next, yeah, yeah. So the flights are booked. Um and uh yeah, I go away a week Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Wow, that's crazy man. I know that's so come I'm up very quick. To, it has, but I was obviously it was a little bit of hooing and hawing whether or not I'd be going. Um, but uh, I had a stag do, and and then I was like, well, Debbie's, you know, she's four weeks to go, sort of thing. Um, but 
I, you know, I got the offer of, of accommodation and then, um, you know, an in, in entry into the race and, and, you know, a meal on one of the nights. So, uh, so yeah, so I've decided to, to get, to go along and use it as a, as a good training effort, really. Um, for Fantastic. the for the UTMB and it's again as as per last year it's part of the Ultra Trail World Tour so it'll hopefully give me um yeah it'll hopefully give me some some ammo for for uh, for the UTMB I think so we'll see what happens Tom. So this is the same is it exactly the same race you did last year? It's exactly the same race. Uh, the only difference is there's two things. It starts an hour earlier. It starts at five a.m. instead of six, and B they've um, they've added three or four kilometers onto the race. So it's now 108k, I think. Um, but it's also, you we, you climb 400 meters in addition to one of the other summits. Um, okay. So it's, yeah, an additional 400 meters on top of, uh, on top of what already is, uh, already what it was last year. So it's over 5,000 meters of climb. Um, so it's probably going to take me which is, which to be honest, is is actually quite a good distance, uh, good elevation for the distance, because obviously UTMB is going to be ten thousand meters of climb. Uh, this is going to be five thousand meters and there's sixty miles worth. The first sort of thirty miles is fairly runnable, undulating, um, mm-hmm. whereas second half's just a little bit more mountainous, which will be perfect kind of terrain for what what UTMB will be like. Um, so yeah, so I mean. Two months, you know, the time I get to the 15th will be two and a half months to go. So it's a perfect tune-up race for, for the ETMB. And uh, it'll give me an opportunity to try out my poles as well. And <laughs> uh, So hence why I had them at Clackna Ben on Sunday. <laughs> Quite right. So I, look at, I was going to say, say, last year's results. So you were only eight minutes off the off the front last year. So is this... The, is the the goal? It's not a goal. It's not your goal race by any means, and it's very much part of your training. But are you hoping to at least match what you ran last year in terms of time, assuming the conditions are okay? Well, first, in terms of time, the time will be irrelevant now that there's an additional 4k onto the race. Um, plus, Fair, the, yeah, of course, the, yeah. the, the elevation gain. Um, yeah. So, so time won't be a factor. But it's, it would have been great if it was the same sort of conditions, because then I could have compared like for like. But I mean, equally, I can, you know, I recorded it on my Strava last year, and so I'll be able to see what I was at certain, um, you know, certain segments, locations yeah. and segments. Yeah. But uh, but in terms of placing, Tom, I am wanting to do, you know, I would love love to match my uh, my my placing from last year. I would love to podium. So you know, fourth is, uh, you know, third would be great. So there's a few guys I've noticed who are taking part because there's obviously that elite field. Um, the winner of the the ultra two ultra trail world tour, uh, Pau Campbell, I think his name is Pau no Pau Capel, I think his name is uh, from Spain. He's he's um, he's running. Okay. He's pretty pretty swift. But do you know what? You never know what's going to happen in these races. You never know exactly. who's going to turn up. Um, you never know how people are going to run on the day. Um, so I've got to do the same as what I did in all the other races. Just run your own race and. And just um, you know, just make sure that I'm in control and I'm taking on the fuels I need to, and and um, and and also probably quite important is 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 racing to what racing racing that doing the sort of race that matches what your training's been like as well. So um, I think that's something that people forget to do. 
people race and forget that that you know their training's not matching maybe where they're at, so they race how their ex- training's expected them to perform. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if that it does actually make sense, but for example, for me, if I was to train for a 10k in four weeks' time, and I was to do 10k specific training, and I would match my PB, saying, right, my PB is this. I'm going to race to my PB, but actually, I'm not in shape to run that time. Um, yeah. So you, so you end up perhaps going out at that PB pace and just completely blowing up and being a lot slower than what I would have been if I was to actually go a little bit slower and not actually use my see, yeah, yeah. my race. I, I don't know yeah. if that's making sense, but because uh, Mozart is that the one that you were you what you had your you were crying on the steps at the end. That's the guy, yeah. The, the, yeah that's the, the one before the stairway to heaven. <laughs> so you're gonna have a few, you, maybe pack some Kleenex this time for you know, when you you know, you've shed a tear this time and it all becomes too much for you. I've got nobody to shed a tear to this time. <laughs> it's just me going. So is this not the one that as well also when you were you were pretty much on the on the deck afterwards? Ah, the one I went to hospital with. Yeah, I, was, I, I got a drip. That's it. Happy yeah. memories for you to go back. I tell you, thank God. Demons for, to slay. Thank God for your insurance. That's all the 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 EU card. Oh yeah, use it while you can, mate. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll make sure that's up to date as well. Um, yeah. So now looking forward to that. Um, Cool, very exciting. So and, we'll speak uh, to you next week, and then that'll be yeah. That so next week we can have a proper pre-race chat about it. Exactly, exactly. Maybe even give you a, a cheeky little TRS live at the start. You never know. Oh, that'd be good. That's that's what we're, <laughs> give, give the listeners what they want. Exactly. I don't know if that is what they want. It's not a five, <laughs> not a five a.m. <laughs> The they want slicker. Morning. They want they want slicker results. That's what they want. <laughs> That's exactly slicker results. So although what well, they don't want is field results, which is good. Yeah. Well, let's uh, well let's move on to a, a fine transition now that we spoke about transitions for for you in terms of races. Transition into race results. So, what kind of race results did we have then? What's been happening in the the the, the world of Scottish running? Well, one result that was last weekend, and I start with it because it's an old one that we missed last weekend. It was the Masters 5000 meters, which is an open race that um, it was held in Aberdeen this year, and it's it's track. There were a bunch of races actually. There's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of open uh, heats, but in terms of the the actual races, if we start with the C race, it was won by Karen Kennedy. Who is a W45 category PH racing in 1913, and the in silver medal was Michelle Slater W40 Maury Roadrunners 2002, and bronze was Metro Aberdeen's Julie Hendry, who's W40 as well 2008. In the this is where the results get slightly confusing because I'm I'm trying to cut through the various age categories. What I'm just going to do though is go to the is stick by race so. Event 2, which was also mixed 5,000 metres, it was won by Robert Keenan, who's M35, Cumbernauld AC in 1712. Second place, Nink Mulholland, uh, oh sorry, he's a senior woman actually, the looks of it, uh, Inverclyde AC, she was 1722, and then Ross McAkern, M50, Cumbernauld in 1744. And then in Event 3, we had Richard Mayer, M35, Kilmarnock, 1502, Sam Fernando, who's a senior male, 5AC, 1544, 
Third place, Tom Cunningham Christopher, who's also senior male, 1553. There was a bunch of people running. It was good to see a lot of seniors running as well. In terms of the sort of results to shout out, um, I want to give a shout out to our own George McPherson, Metro Aberdeen, who was the M60 champion. George ran an impressive 1846 for that win. The first M50, we talked about him in the third place, was Ross McGurkin uh, in 1744. And the first female uh, equivalents where 50 was... I'm not even sure if there is one. I don't think there is one in there. Is that, no, there's is not. It, I'm not going to read out all the results because it's, it's quite confusing, the layout of it, because it's based on the events. But there's a few standout results for me. I mean, great run from, from George, uh, 1846, yeah, as you mentioned. Um, but there's, uh, we, we had our man, um, where is he? Uh, Colin Youngson. So, Forrest Harriers. And again, I've known Colin for years, um, you know, being a Forest Harrier. And, and also, you know, Colin was a great runner back in his day as well, back uh, in his prime at his peak, you know, at sub, I believe he was a sub-220 marathon runner. Um, now, he's 70 plus, so great I'm to 70, see him. Yeah. yeah, great to see him running uh, for that, 23 minutes. And then just ahead of Colin was a guy called Robert Young from Clydesdale Harriers, 21.52, M75. Yeah, that's incredible. My God, that's amazing, isn't it? Jeez, oh. Char- and then you've also so, got Charlie Noble, M65 in there, 2110. Again, Charlie Noble, Fraserburgh Running Club, uh, a well-known legend. A well-kent face in the, the north the north of Scotland, Tom. Um, so, yeah, great run from Charles there. But I tell you so, what, yeah, though, I, seriously, though, we're talking about M65 there. George McPherson, I don't know, I'm beating the Metro drum here. M60, 1846. That's really impressive. That's that is some going. I would like to know what that is in the power of ten rankings, eh? Any or even all time. Do yeah, we know? Yeah. Well, as you're as as I'm as I'm searching for that, is there anything else you want to say about that? No, I think it was it was good. It was in Aberdeen. It was good. That it was an open event. I wasn't around. I couldn't do it. But there's a few of the our senior uh, colleagues at the club ran, which was cool. So it's a good opportunity to get another race on the on a track event. Oh, I think that's good. It's a massive event first and foremost, but there's opportunity for senior guys to uh, register and run, and you know it only helps the field. So, really cool event. And actually, a, a result we said we weren't going to talk about field, but I just wanted to put it in there because it was quite interesting. There's also a bunch of triple jump results in there, oh, which, don't seem, which don't seem to be masters though. Nine years is uh... Oh no! Wait, wait. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Seventh place, but first M70. Trevor Madigan, Aberdeen AC, jumped 3.55 in the long jump. Oh, that's quite good. Yeah, M70. So there's me saying I don't think there's many people who are over over 30 doing the triple jump, and we've now got an, an M70. So well done, Trevor. Look at that, eh? So just uh, looking at George's results, so he's as a V60. Um, is he a V? Is George's V60? Yeah. He is, fifth, yeah. Fifth in the UK rankings for 2019. Fantastic. Look at that, eh? Boom. Absolutely. Club legend. And and th- just to bear in mind, at 50, what, 59 years old, George ran a 258 marathon, didn't yeah. he? So, yeah. A, a master at all the distances, all the, 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 the full range of distances from 3K all the way up to marathon. Now, it's 3K time. He's 20th all time uh, as a V55 as well. There you go. Uh, mm. Real, real, really talented. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so we had so that was the Scottish Masters Championships. We had the Bembecula Half Marathon as well. Now I don't think I mentioned this in the, on our on our preview last week, Tom. But it's Bembecula, that's some island, isn't it? Somewhere. I dig it. I don't know. Well, well, I think it is. Looking at the, the names of it, the runners, it looks a bit of an island. Uh, this is probably where all the listeners are going, no, it's, it's not. Outer Hebrides. It yeah, you're right, it's Outer Hebrides. Okay, so there's some there's some cracking names I'm going to try and uh, tell you here. So the winner of of the the half was Dono Dono McBrearty from Shettleston Harriers. Now he's not even an island from the islands. That's a cracking name that uh, Dono. I think that's how you say his name. Is it D O N O U G H? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one for you. <laughs> Dono Mc well so well done to Dono McBeerty. Great run. One twenty-three eighteen. Oliver Foot, US Roadrunners M oh V fifty, the veterans are. Gee whiz. These veterans, Tom. They're cleaning still, up. They're cleaning up. Uh, so he was second and John McCaskill again a V fifty. Um one twenty-six forty seven from Stornoway Running Club, I think. And uh, our first female was Sarah Atwood, Sky and Lachalsh Running Club, 131, uh, followed by behind Katie McKinnon, unattached, 134.52. And finally, we had Gemma Beaton, female US ladies, and 140. So uh, in terms of vets, the, to be honest, the top three in each of those were, were all vets almost, other than Dono mm. McBrearty. So, so there you go. So, right, okay, so that's the Bimbecula half. Never done it before, not sure, I don't know anything about it, but if uh, anyone's done it and would like to tell us about it, please let us know and we'll um, we'll be sure to try and promote the event for next year and get a TRS squad hitting, hitting, the, hitting the island. Continuing the, the theme of well-named races, we also have the Garganok Hill Race. Now, I don't know where Garganok is, I think it might be... I think it's near Sterling, isn't it? Yeah, Somewhere a lot of Sterling, yeah. You can yeah. almost tell based on who's running it. So it was won by Steve Feltbohr, Ockill Hill Runners, 3042. Second place, Al Anthony, Ockill Hill Runners as well, M40, 3159. Third place, Peter G, Pete Gardner, HBT, 3211. Peter G. <laughs> Peter G. I was at uni with Pete G. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, do you know this guy or something? Yeah, <laughs> Just pretend that he's a Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on the, on, the, on the women's side, it was a win for Katrina Buchanan, Ockhill Hill Runners, 36-23. Second place, Claire Second MacArthur, place. Hamilton Harriers, 41-10. First, first, uh, F, uh, first V40 as well. Indeed. And third place was Lizzie Stansfield, Central AC, in 42-23. Brilliant. Excellent. Okay, right. Well, so we won't talk about the vets, but if you do want to see them, go on to the fantastic results base, uh, scottishhillracing.co.uk, and you can uh, check out the results there. And not only the results, upcoming fixtures for, for what's happening in, in the Scottish hill running scene. Uh, it's a really good way of finding out what's happening uh, across the UK, so, mm. and mainly in Scotland, sorry, not the UK. Right, so we had the Gargonic Hill Race, we had the Milgai Trail Race. Again, these are races I've never heard of before, so I don't know if it's their inaugural year, if it's their 
who knows? But um, but anyway, the Mulgai Trail race we had Matthew Hunter. Uh, he he was a winner in fifty four fifty six. No idea what distance it is. Uh, Dave Begbie fifty six fifty five from Carnethy Hill Racing Club, and uh, our man Marco Consani, the ultra runner fifty seven oh nine from Garscoop Harriers, who also took the 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 first veteran prize V forty prize as well. So in the for the females we had Katie White fourth fifth overall. Well done, Katie in fifty seven forty two. From Garscube. Then we had female was Sue Hewitson, Greenwich Glen Park Harriers in second place and first veteran. And finally we had Hilary Robinson, 105, 46, who was the second V forty bird overall in the female section. So there you go, Tom. Very what good. Else we, what else well, do we have? Moving off the hills onto the, the track, it was the, or back onto the track, I should say, we had the BMC regional races, which is the GA Miler meet on on the weekend. It's, uh, it was an open 3,000 metre event. So in the, the again, there's a, there's a bunch of heats, but I'm going to stick to the, the top end. And the A race, it was a win for Rory Leonard, Morpeth, under, uh, he's an under 20, in 8.24. Second place, Samuel Charlton, from Wall's End, Gateshead, 8.26, also under 20. Third place, Aberdeen's Michael Ferguson, 8.27. So a really good run from Michael. Just going down the results a bit more to give a bit more coverage on some of the other Scots running. Ali Hay, just behind him in 8.31. James Donald from Dundee, who ran really well, you'll remember, at the National 5K, 8.33. James being under 23. And then we've got guys, Alex Carcass is in there, 8.33, Jack Leach, 8.35, Michael Christofferu, 8.35, uh, Conor McLean, 8.42, is under 23 as well, Mark Brown, 8.44. So really, uh, really good to see a bunch of really quick guys in there. In terms of the women, if I just go, I need to find the heat with females in it. I think the Elspeth Curran, 9.31, Elspeth being Kilbarkin, for the the win, second place Eloise Walker 9:32, Edinburgh C Eloise being under 20, she ran 9:32, and third female Olivia Mason from the Borders, she's under 20 as well, 9:39. So some quick uh, times. I beg your pardon, sorry, I've, I've clocked it up. Annabel Simpson was in front of her, 9:34. Annabel being five. Uh, yeah, some um, to be honest, the times aren't that quick. Now, I, no. I think the main reason for that is the conditions weren't any the, the best, I don't think. I think it was wet and windy. And looking at the pictures, it looked pretty uh, mm. savage, to be honest. It did look savage. Didn't it? But it's like, good to, it's, it is, and it's good to get the fast uh, fast lads and lassies out racing, though, you know? Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, some, do you know what? Sometimes it's quite refreshing just to have a race. I think we're, we're all torn up on getting fast times all the time and not actually just racing. racing. I think it's it's probably quite it was maybe quite refreshing to to race each other rather than just to uh, to go for a fast time. And I know to be honest, the, the, the miler meets are down. You know, the reason they have these meets is to achieve fast time, faster times, and uh, and that's one of the main reasons. And your national championships, your district championships are are where your your medals are at. But um, but yeah, I mean yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would have been disappointed with the conditions, but. Uh, there's a few PBs, mind you, 
Um, and uh, and you know, it'd be, well, it would be quite nice to know. And I know this isn't possible, but imagine if you were able to like there was some sort of algorithm that, based on the conditions on the day, it would tell you exactly the time that you would have managed to run <laughs> uh, as as a PB. So some of these guys might have been like, you know what, I didn't get a PB today, but today was definitely a PB if conditions were were good. Um, and so yeah, I, I you know, but I'm sure that the runners uh, who were racing on, on the, that savage day would have been well, you know, well accustomed to uh, knowing exactly how hard they worked and whether or not they've achieved their their PB or not, if yeah. it's good conditions. But anywho. So now that's a lot of runners, over 200 runners competing on the day. Um, yeah, it's great. So yeah, good to see a, a wide range of runners and all different, uh, different clubs and uh, times and abilities and things competing with each other. So, fantastic. Right. So that was the Milo meet. Is that all the results we have, Tom? I think it is, but it transitions us into news, which is a main. The first, the big one is is a result in itself. Just before I, uh, you know, you used to take the pee out of me for, or the listeners, some of them anyway, you took the pee out of me for saying the way, the way I say one, one or one or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Now, listeners, how do you say news? Is it news or is it news? News or news? Tom says news. news I say news. What's news? Tell us the okay. right, the right way of saying it. Right. I, I didn't accent. even know. I didn't even notice we said it differently. Well, you said much different. All right, the news. All right, Kyle, read us the news then. Read us the news. (laughs) We haven't got a news correspondent just yet, folks. So uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give. You're gonna have to hold stick with me, and unfortunately for the time being. Um, So we had the. I think we might have touched on this last week. I'm not sure we did, but there was the the British trials for the upcoming European Mountain Running Championships now. For the senior men, it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic result for them. So we had three Scots in the top four in the senior men's race, which is amazing. So Jacob Adkin uh, took the win in 31.03, followed closely by Andy Douglas in 31.28. So both those guys have secured automatic places for the Europeans in Zermatt uh, in Switzerland next month, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever been to Zermatt before? I haven't, no. So, so I, I've been there before. So, so the, 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 the foot of the Matterhorn. Um, so I would imagine it just goes all the way up that hill and, and back down. But it's uh, there's no cars. There's, uh, it's electric cars only. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's cool. If you ever get a chance to go there, make sure you save a lot of pennies because it's bloody expensive. Um, anyway, it? back to results. So uh, we in the fourth place in the race, Scott, that is, um, so fourth overall and third Scott was our man Sasha Chaplin. So he's uh, potentially going to great run. Hopefully lay a claim to getting a GB vest as well. Uh, so on which... that on so on that point then. So I've got the selection criteria up with in front of me. So the selection criteria is the a it was a trial race on the weekend. We know the team will be announced on the sixth of June. A maximum of four athletes may be selected for each event with three to score. The first two eligible athletes in each race at the trials will be automatically selected. And the selectors will fill the two remaining places on each race based on all known uphill form up into including 31st of May 2019. So I think we are heavily biased on here, but surely Robbie Simpson's taking one of those spots. Ah, to be honest, there should be four of those Scots getting involved. Which would be amazing. 
Yeah, like I mean, you've got, I, you know, I think Robbie has to have a. He 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 showed really good form at the Glass Tulican Hill race. Um, now I think it's the third quickest all time on that race, and now that's followed by Bobby Quinn and Chris Jones, uh, and obviously his his result as well. So, you know, I, I think it's a no brainer having someone like Robbie racing that. So my my top four, Tom. And I know we're biased because we're Scots, but Andy Douglas, Jacob Atkin, Jacob was sixth. I think he was sixth at the world. The world, yeah. Uphill running, the world men running championships last year. Um, Andy, Sasha's in great form just now, uh, and yeah, I think Robbie as well, given his, um, you know, his fantastic results he's had on the road, and you know, and he's a, a quick, great at transitioning into the hills. Um, such a versatile athlete as well, and you know, he, he, did he not win Young Fry last year too? Yes, he and did. That, that's an uphill only race, and it's one of the most prestigious mountain races in the world. So, yeah. But who? Anyway, Tom. The, the, so the, uh, the what UK I'll say is the, the GB selectors don't listen to this. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They. But uh, my, so if I, think... I so if I'm if I'm going to be the devil's advocate here, I think you're a GB selector. I'm assuming that he's he's uh he's British, Sebastian Bachelor. So he's in yeah he is. He was he's, third. Uh, he's that's a tough. Uh, he'll be. You can see why he would be miffed if he was picked if Sasha was picked in front of him. Yeah, well, so Ass- he, and we're assuming Robbie's getting picked. Uh, how many is it for the race? Four. Four, four to four go. Yeah, is that it? Is it not four with a max of six? No, it says it says on here four will be picked, three to count. Oh really? I thought they'd have more than four in the race. Oh well. Well, make sure I'm, I've got this. No, a maximum of four athletes may be selected. Okay. Wow. Well, fingers crossed then. But I think I would be surprised. The only way I'd imagine, if yeah, I mean, if uh, your man, who Sebastian, comes third, so he's running the world. He's running the world trail and championships. Uh, Is he? Okay. Yes, he's he's in the team. Um, so I'd imagine he'll he'll get. I don't know. Who knows? But fingers crossed. Yeah, because the world, the seventh of July is the European uphills, and when is the world champ, world trail champs? Next week. This week. This week. This week. Oh yeah. So there's enough time for him to turn around for that. The other one is if you look at Glass Tulkin. I mean, you had um, yeah, there's some reasonable runs there. Anyway, fingers crossed for Sasha. It'd be great, great to see him in there. Yeah, strong result for for four for any in any case. Absolutely, um, he'll be. It's a great. Start yeah, for him as yeah. Well. He's young. Uh, so just rounding off the the Scott Scottish performances, uh, we had in the junior men's race, Garskub Harriers athlete Tom Berry, Thomas Berry, uh, came sixth overall. Edinburgh AC's Pippa Carcass uh, also had a great run and finished in third place. And there was a couple of other Scots in the top ten. Uh, who also ran pretty well. So we had Gifnick North AC Trio, Rona Mowat, Lynn McKenna, and Charlotte McKenna, seventh, uh, eighth, and tenth respectively. So the final news, Scott. Well, not the final news. I've got a couple other things to catch up on. Um, this can't be right, surely not. Uh, Sarah Inglis was running across the Atlantic again uh, and ran the race in. Not a time of fourteen fourteen. That can't be right. Surely not. Fifteen fifteen, maybe. No, sorry, it's not a five. I'm looking at. I'm 
thinking it's a five thousand meter race. It's a fifteen hundred. Do you know? What? I'm looking at the Scottish Athletics news article. I think there's a little blooper there, but uh, the the fifteen hundred meter race. Uh, it was 4.14, not 14.14. That'll be what's confusing me there. Um, so 4.14 for 1,500 metres. That's what it is. So well done to Fantastic. Sarah on that result. Excellent. Anyway, so well done. my voice well, is sti- gone. Sticking on Scottish Athletics news, last week we had the announcement that Giftnick North have won the Lindsay's Trophy for 2018 and 19. Now, this is a, a really quite a important trophy for the cross-country season and it, it really is about participation so the, the trophy is for the club who field the most finishers across across the three Lindsay's national championship events those being the national relays at Cumbernauld in October the short course at Lanark in November and the national cross in Falkirk in February now the, it's essentially the biggest aggregate number of, of, uh, of participants at these events so that's juniors seniors masters if they start and they finish they count so it's a really good, uh, it's a really, really good award, and it's one. It really shows the strength of the clubs who are winning it in terms of you know depth. And Giffnick North fielded, um, I think. Let me get the results up. But last year it was won by Garscube, who had it was 283. This year, a bigger pardon, sorry, Giffnick North won it this year with 283 finishers across the three events, which is really impressive. And Garskew were second with 2.48 and third Edinburgh AC in 193 total finishers, which is which is great, really great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's um, you know we uh, we're going back to some of you know our club. I mean, we're we're predominantly a senior senior club, aren't we? But we do have a lot of juniors coming in and taking part, and I think it's great to see uh, both juniors and seniors really, um, you know just totally just you know having all that passion for cross country you know and, and getting all the guys out for and girls out for the races um but yeah long may that continue tom absolutely and you know i think it's a really good i know some people you know say ah oh, participation that's not what it's all about it's about quality i think a it is about cross country is about participation it's about getting Clubs getting more and more people out, and you know it's such a team race cross country. Okay, there's a few guys at the front and each and girls in each age category mixing it for the win. But it's such a team day, it's a club day, and you know the, it's great to see these numbers. And this sort of trophy is a really good way to to bring that success on. Because I can tell you right now, our club will be drumming up again, hopefully to get more numbers to try and eventually compete for these sort of trophies. Get the junior numbers up, get the women numbers up, and really compete. Absolutely, Tom. Yeah, let's uh, once my wee kid's born, they'll be getting they'll be getting their metro top on, and <laughs> they'll be at the cross country next year. They're a bit too too young though. What's uh, is it under 11s, under 13s? I think, yeah, yeah, I think you've got a you've got a good more. decade. You got a good decade yet. I think, a good, a good decade to to get them in shape. So uh, yeah, that, that's it's good to see. Well done to Gar- sorry, Giffnook North for for winning that that trophy. Fantastic result. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so one thing hot off the press, Tom, is uh, Castor Semenya. So obviously before today, um, Castor wasn't allowed to. Um, she had in order for her to compete at uh, I think events, middle distance events. Um, yeah, from ranging from 400 meters to the mile, I think it is. Uh, she, yeah, she, she, she had to 
take testosterone reducing medication in order for her to compete within those those events. Now, after a Swiss court ruling, um, they've temporarily suspended a new double I a new ruling. So she is now no longer required to take this medication anymore. So she's mm. free to compete. What do you think about that, Tom? Or are we just going to leave it there? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, we can. I guess we can put our opinions out. I, I find this a really difficult one, I, and I think the, the problem I have is that there's a face to it, and it's very. I find it quite sad to see someone getting a person being discriminated against and being told this is our ball, you can't play. So I find that quite sad. But if I try and forget about the person, and it's not just about, it's not the. One thing I'm, I've maybe fallen victim of in the past, fallen trap of is, it's not about her. They're not banning, it's not a ban on Castro Semenya. Okay, it, it affects her, but the ban is on, um, women. Or, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not going to go into the very, the definitions of intersex athletes, but it's essentially banning on, on that specific condition, which is not necessarily. Which is not fair on on um, on the, on women that they're competing against. So I think on that, when you take away that side of it and you think about it, just plain black and white, I, I, I do see the point. I think the IWF ruling was fair. I don't think and correct. I don't think there's. It's an easy subject. I think there's probably more to come in the sense. So we're we're now saying, you know. The, Certain people can't compete in in these categories, but where do they compete? Now that, that which is the question, because you know things like the Olympics, it's supposed to be something anyone can aspire to. Now, if you're telling a group of women that they can't compete, now where do they compete? Yeah, and well, that's where it's not the definition. Be, is is they're saying they're not women? Well, that well that's the problem. That's the woman. Now they're not. It's unfair to put them in the male category. I I, I guess I I mean. Mm-hmm. So are we look are we heading down a road with intersex as a as a category for for athletics? I don't know how, how other sports treat it. I understand it also only goes up to eight hundred or fifteen hundred, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, yeah, so, so it's between eight it's four hundred to the mile. And is that because yeah. testosterone levels are not as important at I think higher so, levels? yeah, yeah, I think that's what it would mean. Yeah. But then I, so, I thought testosterone levels for you know, shorter distances less than four hundred would be uh, applicable too, but um, yeah, who knows? True. And, mm. But I think the problem, the idea we have to be careful here because suddenly someone pops up at 200 meters with, you know, with a, with high testosterone levels because of a, an intersex can, um, yeah, you know, status if you like, yeah. I don't really know. and suddenly everyone's complaining. I think there's a lot of people banging the drum too loudly. I I, I think it's a really difficult subject. I don't. Maybe I know a lot of people may disagree with with me. Fair, but I just think there's too many people are you know out parading with torches and wanting to string her up and ban her. And I, I've always found the this the sort of having a face to it quite difficult to be honest. In terms of just saying yeah, screw her, ban her. She she can't play with us anymore. She can't compete. You're not welcome here. This is our sport. I get it. I totally get it. I think I actually think the IWF ruling is fair and and correct. But I just think that the the way that People need to handled, remember that yeah, they're treated. Yeah. yeah, I think especially some of the, I see you see some morons on on social media. I mean, wise up. 
a little yeah. bit is with how I feel. How yeah. what's your uh, opinion on it? I've rambled a wee bit there. What do you think? No, I think your your ramblings is fairly kind of similar to what I was you know, I'm thinking. I think it's 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 right that there's something that's come about on it. Um I think it's it, it's how you measure that. It, it, how you, how you, and I'm sure but I I don't know. I just I just find it a little bit strange how you know, you can compete and you can compete in this race if you take testosterone reducing medication. Yeah. I just think that's just you you you're changing your your natural you know, your your natural makeup, aren't you, by having to take medication in order to compete um and, and within that gender category. But at least that's a measure of, of get control and if there is people who have got high testosterone levels and to get them into the um, into those races, but uh, so yeah, does is that the case then? So if Castor was to take this medication and she gets her testosterone levels to a reasonable level, can she compete in an 800, 1500 meter race? Is that, under is the, that what that under means? The, under the new rulings, I believe yes. If she if she takes the medication, she can. But I think that the the Swiss court overturn or appeal successful appeal today at the Swiss court means that that ruling is not in place yet so I guess the question is does it affect Diamond League does it affect the rest of the the world champs we've got late in the yeah. year but like how yes. how long does it take to reduce that medication so it takes I don't know some people yeah, might but good if it takes like a couple of weeks then that's okay fair enough that makes sense uh, but if it takes years and years then and, and if it has a, a, a kind of adverse reaction to 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 the to the your 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 well being then then I think there's yeah. there's questions there too. Um but but yeah it's yeah. I you know I think it's it's fair um you know as a you know if I was a woman and and you know and there's potentially at high testosterone levels there and, and that's not to say, you know, she's not she's she's she was born as a female. Is that born right? And raises a, born and raised as a female, I understand. Yeah, so she's born and raised as a female. She's with high testosterone. So she, I, to me, in my eyes, she is a female, but um, there's yeah. some male attributes that potentially the, there's, you know, it gives her the, the edge when it comes to competing against uh, other other females. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I but I, I'm like, I'm with you, Tom. I think she's been she's been hung, drawn, and quartered. Uh, and and you know you can see it in her face. You know when you see the interviews and how awkward it is for her to win a race, and all the the, the female athletes are just looking at her, and social media is going crazy, and you just yeah. think, God, you know it's just her. This is her passion. This is uh, her career, yeah. and uh, and okay, it's other people's passion and careers, and but you know it's it's up to the government body to in the IAAF to to sort it out, and that's what they're paid to do. Uh, but one interesting yeah. thing is, I think there was another uh, case where there was a man. I don't know if it was a. I, again, I don't know if she was, if it was a similar case to Castor. the college, the is college it, one. Yeah, what's yeah? So I've got, I've got that up here. Yeah. yeah. So last, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, the um, the NCAA Division Two, so the US College Division Two Outdoor Track and Field Champs, the women's. 400 meter hurdles was won in 57.53, which was uh, two seconds in front of the second place. It was won by C.C. Telfer. C.C. Telfer uh, was born and raised as Craig Telfer. 
So there's a there's I've seen some stuff on Let's Run um, kicking off with this. Craig Telfer was ranked two hundred and three hundred ninetieth in two thousand sixteen two thousand seventeen respectively among Division Two men in the four hundred hurdles. And then in 2018, so mediocre, you would say, 2018 mm. didn't run outdoor track as a man or a woman. And now in 2019, she, Cece, is the champion over 400 hurdles um, because she switched gender. Now, a, it's a difficult one. That one, I think, is a bit more cut and dried in the sense I think you can't... That's, that's a really. She was born and raised as a as a male and has changed, and instantly turned into a different uh, gender race and and is winning. That's a, I think that's a difficult one to swallow. But it, I don't know. I just think it's a really difficult subject. What I should say is I do. And a lot of people kick off on this point is I do see. I do have a huge amount of sympathy for the women who are being who have been beaten by Casa Semenya because that is not fair either. And I think that's. I understand their frustrations and I I get that and I think some of the abuse Lindsay Sharp's had on social media is terrible you know she was just speaking out about what she thought wasn't fair and it it's yeah it's really not an easy subject and uh, I don't I don't uh, envy the IWF dealing with it if it was yeah. me if I was if I was a uh, if I was Sebco I was running the show I would <laughs> be I would be introducing an intersex category and having clear definitions on testosterone levels yeah, I, I'm doing it like that. I think you're right enough, Tom. I think that that sums it up very well. Perfect. Anyway, okay. Well, that was interesting. That was uh, I, that filled a bit of time up then in, in, in TRS podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's get something more light-hearted now. Let's know, stop geez, talking about intersex athletes and talk right. about rants. Rants. So I've got uh, there's a couple actually. So I've actually got one, Tom. Now you you Go might know it. why I'm going to chat about this rant. Uh, because on, on my run on Saturday, I I forwarded a message on to about half my Facebook friends, and I've only got about five friends anyway. But uh, <laughs> so so anyway, I forwarded this this on, and I did know I did. So I so I'm running dodgy I'm, link. Yeah, dodgy link. So as I mentioned, I did a tempo around the the hills of Pit Ficky on on Saturday morning, and uh, I had some music in my. Uh, you know, listening to spot good old Spotify. In fact, we're going to come on to Spotify at the end of the show. Um, yeah. Uh, ch- listen to music on my run, and you know, a bit of ACDC, a bit of Iggy Pop, and uh, and then when I finished my run, Tom, I, I got all these messages with question marks and and people, you know, emoji raised eyebrow emojis and all that kind of jargon. And I I sent a a link. It was like kitchen worktops to half of my Facebook friends. <laughs> And uh, part of, in, including the Metro lads as well, I think. Yeah, yeah no, the Metro but, lads were disgusted that oh, it wasn't pornographic exactly. in nature. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. You know, I think maybe I think kitchen workshops, worktops. <laughs> I think they expected something a little bit more uh, exciting than just that. They thought it was, they thought uh, it was uh, the Alan Partridge of, that, of kitchen worktops. That's it. Yeah, it's just a granite unit. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so so yeah, so I don't. I had my phone on lock mode. And uh, and I don't know how on earth I managed to open it up, and it sent you know that just that single link sent to all those people, and and then I, I don't understand how it's I done don't that. understand that at all. The only thing I can think of was the sweat. You know the you know when you you get a bit sweaty. It was a really warm day, and and, yeah. and it was in the back. You know the zip compartment in your shorts at the back. Yeah. And I got I managed to squeeze my phone in there, and 
uh, is perhaps just the moisture, maybe just you know a, a moisture a moisture demon just pressed click, uh, you know, two times to my two friends on Facebook. Who knows? But um, <laughs> but anyway, so so my rant is. My rant is, so I do not want to wear an armband. It's not cool. In fact, it's it's just as bad as wearing a pair of shites, to be honest. Uh, I, in my opinion, that is. But, yeah, I I want to run with a mobile phone. So what do, what do you do, so, Tom? Well, so wh- why do you want to run with a mobile phone? Or I want to run with music. Or you need, I so, want, but, not just music. If Debbie goes into labour, I need to have my phone on her. Yeah, okay, it's an emergency. If I'm going out for a few hours... I kind of need to, wear, you know, have something uh, to do. And also, I, I mentioned I managed to get my mobile into the back of my pocket. Now, I've only got about two pairs of shorts out of like a pair of 20 shorts that I could manage to fit my mobile phone in. So I had I wore those shorts that day. Mm. And how difficult is it to get a mobile phone in a pocket? Now, if you can squeeze your mobile phone into a pocket... The next thing you've got, so uh, even if you get your phone into that pocket, what's the next thing that happens, Tom? It bounces pocket about, rips. doesn't it? Oh, that one, the, yeah. The yeah. bounce, the dreaded bounce. You know, you stick it in your jacket pocket and it's bouncing up and down, and oh, it's going out where your headphones come out your ears, and oh, Jesus, it's just, well, it's, it, it, I, I. So, what's your recommendation, Tom? What about getting like a tiny? When I'm on duty at work and I need to be accessible on the phone, I'm going for a long run. I, we've got our duty phone is like a Nokia 3310, small old school. Now it doesn't solve your music conundrum, so for that you're gonna to have to get a fancy pants Garmin that's got music on it. But in terms of the phone, a wee phone is a wee phone that is rugged and strong that you can put in a pocket or hold in your hand. And if you drop it, it ain't gonna break. But then you you then need to get a new SIM card and. Stuff, don't you? Just, just, be, just be like a gangster and get a burner. <laughs> a burner. <laughs> <laughs> you can order. You can order. Order. You can deal. You can set up a drugs drop and then go for your run half yeah. a day. And then just oh, drop yeah. it so that I've yeah. been watching far too much Line of Duty. Yeah. Well, yes. I haven't watched that. And that's the next on our uh, agenda, I think. I believe. Uh, apparently, that's what Debbie's telling me. Uh, well, actually, I have got one solution. Now, this kind of goes back to last week's uh, chat about um, people who. Who, who perhaps run with a phone and you know in, in races and, and achieve PBs and their phone's about 10 kilograms. Uh, so I'm going to name this guy because he, he, I spoke to him and he's happy enough to be named and shaved okay. on TRS. Fraser Gormley. Uh, so well okay. done. Firstly, Fraser, I know you listen. Um, well done in your 256 marathon at Edinburgh. Yeah, congratulations. Fantastic Welcome to the result. Sub 3 Club. Big, yeah. big deal. So so he was a 308 guy a couple of months ago. Well, maybe not. Well, actually, a couple of weeks ago he was a 308 guy because he never did a marathon. Uh, so he wrote, oh, God, what was it he did? can't remember. It was ended last year anyway. Uh, Pisa, Pisa Marathon. That's the one he did. So from December until now, he's taken 12 minutes off his time. So well done, Fraser. Great result. Um so Fraser asked me the question, do you think I should run with my phone? And I went, absolutely not. <laughs> You're not running absolutely with that. Absolutely not. Your four percenters and your phone cancel each other out. So, uh, but he, but what he did have, though, which I thought was really, this is where I'm getting on this. I'm not just going to slag him off. No, no, no. There's a reason for this. So he had a little, uh, a wee waste pack, you know, but not a, just a tight, it's like a mini fanny pack, I suppose. But it just holds your phone and maybe a couple of gels. So he had one of them, and it just sits on your hips. Oh, now that's okay. that's maybe uh, that's certainly 
far more discreet than this massive armband in your left or right arm. Would you not think, Tom? I would agree. I would definitely agree, but what I want to know is, Fraser, and maybe you can answer this, Kyle, why do they need to have a phone during the marathon? I still don't understand that. Was his wife allowed to go into labour or something? No, they've had a couple. Uh, so they, so what, I don't, what's, this, what's the phone all about? Is it so you can get a cheeky gram out on the way around? I think it's <laughs> I think it's for Kylie Minogue. I think it's his favourite. Right, uh, okay. He was, yeah. Okay. But, uh, I think more for motivation. Motivation okay. this final few miles. But, um, That's fair. But to be honest, I mean... His phone, you know, it was a normal iPhone. So it's, I don't know, what's the weight of a normal iPhone? Do you know? 200 grams know. or something? No, surely not. It can't be that. It, it must be. It's quite heavy. I'm picking up mine just now. Right, let's Google it. Weight of a normal, of an iPhone. iPhone Depends, 7? iPhone or iPhone. That, so it's, uh, what's it's the weight? It's 140 grams I've got. What have you got? Well, the iPhone 5S is the one that's come from mine. It's got 112 grams. An iPhone 6 is uh, 130. 130, okay, yeah, I'll settle on that. 130 grams. Now, that's not a significant amount, but... That's it's not, still, actually. But that's still one... That's still half a shoe. Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. You, might as well put your, you could argue the vapor flies are offsetting that. <laughs> 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 anyway, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. It would be, and I know this is uh, we're going back into like weights, uh, racing weight, and all that. And uh, it's a it's a it's a subject. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want anyone. I want people to to eat what they want and make sure they eat well and they race well. So, but yeah, it's just an interesting subject. You know, uh, the weight of a phone. Will that actually uh, is that necess- unnecessary weight? And would that have contributed for Fraser to get a you know, a, 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 a few seconds off his time. Now, bearing in mind, if he if he told me that he ran a three hours dead with two seconds and he, he had his phone on him, I wouldn't have been happy with that because that phone probably would have contributed to a few seconds off. Yeah. I might, it could be, I'm, we might be looking into this far too much. Um, and then, and then, right, so this brings me on to another conversation. The, the, I want to buy now, Tom. You, you might kill me for this. The the world's okay. smallest phone. That's pretty cool, actually. Now the reason I want this is because uh, for all these ultra races, you have to have like a phone. Well, not all of them, but some of them, like the UTMB and the Mozart, you've you've got to bring a phone in case of an emergency. So as long as you can text or you can phone, you can you can uh, you can use that as your. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at getting one for the UTMB because 100 miles of a heavy phone is not not a good idea, is it? No, it's, it's not. Like, it's the size of like half a thumb or something like that. So it's it's like 15 pounds. So it's not not that expensive. Sorry. Right. right. Sorry. I just want to go back. You you do realise that Edinburgh Marathon Festival, the wearing of headphones in any is not permitted in races on any single carriageway road. Single carriageway. What? Yeah, this restriction does not apply to heavy cell and dual carriageway for their clear s- structure. So I'm not convinced that headphones are allowed at the end of the marathon festival. Tom, you just outed him. He's gonna get. Jesus, you've outed him. Don't out him and do that to him, man. Jeez, he's been celebrating that. You know, oh. anyway, I, I'm sure it's okay, but the roads are closed, were they not? Uh, I guess so. Uh, yeah, probably com- competition providers and. Uh, Probably. I think closed roads, probably you're all right with it. Plus, did you still... know, who knows? He might have had bone-conducting earphones. 
Yeah, true. Or it it might, does say it, it might, does say they're not, not permitted, other unless they're medically prescribed. So I'm sure he had a good reason. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he had brain aneurysm. He doesn't get Kylie <laughs> Minogue hit at mile 19. So exactly. I'm sure we can get a doctor to prescribe that. That's oh, fine. Absolutely. So anyone who does want that, just speak to Tommy. He'll prescribe it for you. He's not a doctor. On, before we go back to your rant, on a different bit of news, I saw that there was a an Aberdeen doctor's prescribed park run. Well, they, they, you're right. Which is pretty they cool. Had, um, they had the park run this, this weekend, didn't they? There was yeah. uh, Denston Medical Practice uh, Park Run. So I, I, I don't know what's, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but essentially their GPs are, have, they've got not the power, I don't know what you would class it as. You can prescribe exercise. Well, quite right. It, if someone just, turns up and the problem though, is they're just a fat shit, you should be able to say, right, here's a prescription for you. Get out and do some exercise. But has that, that not been the case for years, though? Is it, it's not, yeah, it's but, nothing new, really, is it? You, no, but I think I think they're under pressure. They don't have to prescribe. I guess they don't have to say, take these pills. They can say, just go out and exercise. And if you're worried about doing it, here's a, a perfect way to do it. Turn up at 9.30am on the Aberdeen beachfront and you've got no excuse. Someone did it on an hour and one minute on Saturday. Did they? Right. right. Okay. That is a walk. So that means anyone can do it. Yeah, exactly. Anyone, which is the beauty of parkrun. Anyone yeah. can do that. I think it's a great concept, but uh, I think it's great. I think it's great that you know it's it's they're they're uh, promoting the use of of um, prescribing parkrun from GPs. But but equally, I'm just like, why has this not happened? Why is this just starting now? Like it's exercise has yeah. always been a cause of of um, you know improved physical and mental health. Like it's only now it's coming to fruition through, through parkrun. But I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. But uh, but I'm I'm impressed by the, the 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 scheme. But but I'm just I'm not surprised by it. No. Bad's may be negative, but I think it's great. I think so. Long may it continue, and I hope it keeps. Uh, it's a sustainable um, project, or if it's, it's sustainable mm. full stop. I think. Yeah. Anyway, I think. I think so. In terms of the rants, we've got one more, but I think we should keep it for next week. I think so. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think pizza's almost ready. Ooh, nice. So, uh, I want to- I'm jealous, I've got to go and rustle up some myself. Oh, no, yeah, Fiona's away for the week, isn't she? Yeah, I know. So, Rookie please. mistake. Oh, well. So what right. have we got on then? So we... Well, a few, we've got a few shout-outs. So the West Hill 10K is coming up. So shout-out to that uh, race. If you're in the northeast, you fancy a race, 10K race, I think it's uh, a couple of weeks' time. Have a look. If you would like to be in the mix for a TRS place, find our post from last week on it, share it or like it. And you could be getting the VIP treatment from TRS at the, first, uh, at the West Hill 10K. At the first wave as a TRS, uh, um, the TRS winner. So <laughs> definitely. Right. And uh, also the Beach 10K. It's this Friday too. It is this Friday. Yeah. Entry's still, although entry's closed. So I think entry's closed tomorrow. So by the time this goes out, the entries won't be open. So <laughs> well, you never yeah. know. They might, oh, well. they, might, they might open up for a few more hours, but. I highly yeah. doubt it. And then finally, guess what? We, we've we've um, the listeners uh, gave us their what, what do you call it? we they, the listeners spoke we listened Tom. Indeed. The Spotify the podcast turn running shorts is now. I have just checked and it is on Spotify. We 
So that's all the episodes on Spotify, folks. Uh, I'll repeat that, all the episodes on Spotify. Uh, so so uh, if you have a fancy Garmin and you stream Spotify from your watch, and like we said with Kyle, you want to not carry your phone, now you can have your cake and eat it. You can listen to TRS on your run and not have a phone. Now, what Jackpot. I'm going to ask, like, how, how does it work? So I take it Garmin has, like, you, you can download them on on the watch or...? Yeah, so you, you have spot you know, there's a Spotify app on your watch and there's a small amount of storage on there and you can download you download it from your phone to your watch and then you listen to it via Bluetooth headphones when you're out. Oh right. Bluetooth headphones, eh? Yeah. So you can't have a good yeah. old uh, <laughs> That'd be fun. Kyle trying to trying to plug his wire into his watch. <laughs> oh god. That's another rant I've got. I always earphones, see my the the shape of my ears. I can't get my earphones in there's Oh, the only earphones I can use are the ones, um, well, these M&M ones that yeah. you can't really run with, or the, you know the ones that go right into your ear? Yes. Yeah, but they're... I like them, but they come out. Well, the ones that go right in your ear are fine for me, but they, they're not good for your ears. All the wax goes back oh, into yeah. your drum. So I had to get a, a, not an operation, I had to get my uh, earwax sucked out. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah, it was off. Did you? Yes. Yeah. So, we, should, you should, we should do a review on some headphones soon then. Well, Maybe bone conducting is the way to go. Bone conducting earphones, uh, yeah. I, I don't get that though. I don't know if that would uh, <laughs> don't know if that would work or not. But anyway, if anyone has used ear conducting headphones, please let us know. And, uh, and mm-hmm. if you have got a pair, any uh, bone conducting earphone suppliers out there want to <laughs> send Tommy and Kyle a pair to test out, uh, we'll have to we'll... do that. We'll test them out and we'll give them rave reviews for you. <laughs> yeah, that's it, isn't it? These reviews, you've got to give them good reviews. <laughs> but, uh, nah, I'm sure we don't. Cool. I'm sorry we don't do that that many reviews on here, but uh, it's something that we are looking to do. We are. It's small steps, Tom. That's the way forward for us. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, so that rounds up the episode, I suppose. That's a good uh, hour and a bit, I suppose, of, of rambling. And uh, as always, folks, if you do want to get in contact with us, you can email us at tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. We have a website, tartanrunningshorts.com. Get us on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook. Get involved in our competitions at Tartan Running Shorts. We've also got a Twitter handle as well, at Tartan Shorts. So other than that, Tom, what's your week looking like? Are you all... I'm offshore. Oh, yeah. I'm going offshore tomorrow, Tuesday till Friday, so that's a bit of a pain. So I don't know how much I'll going to be restricted to the treadmill, which is a bit of a pain. So I'm hoping I'll get I'll get some miles in. I may have to just accept it's a bit of a low week, and then yeah, back in Friday, and yeah, see if I can sne- sneak in for the the beach 10k or a session, and then yeah, we can get a long run in. Well, how about sounds you? Sounds good. Well, I'll just be waiting for your return. Uh, so that we can do a little a little cheeky wee run at Ben Rennes and at the weekend hopefully. Um yeah. but other than that I'll just be getting probably another good week of training in. Um then I'll, I'll start sort of piping down for the for the the hundred K next week. That? Of course, yeah. yeah. Look forward to speaking about that next week, yeah. Very really? good. So other than that folks, what I'm gonna leave you with is uh, I'm I'm doing the recording this this uh this episode. <laughs> so are the would you call it the formatting of the, it? The editing. The editing. Um, so what I'm going to leave you with is, I've been meaning to do this for a while, is to give you the full Tartan Running Shorts theme tune. Um, so, oh, right, okay. So gonna, On the outro, I yeah, like it. I'm going to give you the outro. So have a listen, folks, and you will you might get understand <laughs> why we chose this song. It was a, 
There's a wee Scottish twang to it that I'm sure yeah. you'll, you'll enjoy. So, take it awesome. away, Tom. <laughs> 